Kelly. And I'm Dawn. Hey, Neely. Yeah. What's in our glass today? Today we are drinking a Pinot Gris from the Willamette Valley. It's from a winery called Raptor Ridge Winery. Oh, sounds fancy. Sounds fancy. You know what I'm really liking about that bottle, though, Neely? What? The screw top. Why? Because it's quicker to get to the wine. So you're lazy. I call it efficient. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, potato. Potato. It is. Like, when you first started drinking wine, like, very first, Mm -hmm. was, well, before you did, was part of the intimidation, like, how do I get the cork out of the bottle? Like, did you always know how to get the cork out of the bottle? So, fortunately, unfortunately, uh, I grew up in Europe. Ah. So, I've So, did they about... teach three-year-olds how to open wine well, bottles? Well, I, was, I wasn't three. I was more like, you know, eight. And... Eight? Yeah, it was eight. Wow, when we lived over there. Yeah, they did. I know, right? Wow. But, no, it was watching my parents and then at restaurants and then, yeah, I was like, oh, that's cool. And so, you know, I started with the mm-hmm. little... Army one, and I call it the army one, not not army like military army, but it looks because like it has arms. Doing jumping jacks. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. and I used to, I w- that was like my thing. Hey, can I open your bottle for you? I guess I should have known then that I'd become a wino in my old age. I mean, because I like to open, I like wine to open bottles. the bottles. Yeah, yeah. So now you prefer the screw tops because you've had enough of opening bottles with cork. That, and it was so funny because I was that bougie person that was like, are you going to, I'm not buying that bottle. It has a screw top. Now, now I'm like, I'm buying that bottle. It has a screw top. But more wineries are doing screw tops. And isn't it Australia that only does screw tops now? There's a country that only, that, that's the only thing that they do. It's like raw. I'm oh. sure it's Australia. I did not Don't know that. me on that. I did not know that. Yeah, because the cork is not planet friendly. Well, and we're also running out of it yeah so that's that makes sense it does but and the wine still tastes the same that for you it's just a matter of getting to the wine quicker it is okay especially when sense. it's pinot grigio your favorite and my favorite but this is not a pinot that's, grigio that's why i picked this bottle for our first glass <laughs> yes. so so isn't true or false pinot gris is the same as pinot grigio true true however the Flavoring palette is slightly different. Okay. And so I say that like. So what makes them, why do they have two different names? So Pinot Grigio comes from Italy. Okay. Or I guess is popular in Italy. And the Pinot Gris is from France. Ah, so depending on where they grow that grape. Mm-hmm. But now they've become so popular, it's pretty much interchangeable, right. like the name. So okay. Pinot Gris, Pinot Grigio, it's the same thing. But the taste is different? Yes. So like your Pinot Grigio is going to be a lot more Mm light-bodied. It's going to be crisp and clean, and it is going to have citrus flavors. Um, And the Pinot Gris is a little bit more sweeter, and it has more of like a spicy tropical fruit. Like that word? I like that word. Spicy. Right. Spicy. But not like jalapenos. Not like jalapenos. No, no, no. (laughs) And it has a lower acidity. Right. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, they, I mean, to me, they both have like that, I call it an apple pear type, you know, mm-hmm. taste. And, yeah. You know. It's good summer wine. It's light. 
Mm-hmm. When it's hot outside. Yes. Like it is in South Texas where we are. Definitely so. Um, I also think it's very friendly to new wine drinkers. I think people who don't really drink wine tend to navigate towards sweeter wines. Yes. Dessert wines, which yes. is fine. But I think if you're going to go kind of in that next step before you get too bold and like what people traditionally think is wine, I think Pinot Gris or Pinot Grigio is the next good step yeah. after the sweet. I would definitely agree. A lot of the people that I know that start off with your Moscatos and your um, Rieslings, which is another, and that's a good, sometimes it's very sweet and sometimes it's like right on, like not, right. not sweet. Like that's another good wine Riesling. Um, but yeah, the, they'll do a Pinot Grigio and it's definitely a newbie favorite. Yep. Um, I, I don't know many newbies that go into the reds. So mm-hmm. the white, the next white is yeah. down the line is the Pinot Grigio. Yeah. Pinot Grigio, babe. Yeah. And I think that's where people get frustrated with wine because they don't really know which one to try. And then you try one, you, you try a Pinot Gris from the Willamette Valley, like this one is. And then you're like, oh, I don't like this one. And then you think they're all the same. You're like, oh, well, I'm never drinking that one again. But they have them from different parts of the world. Same grape. So based on climate, based on conditions where they're grown, changes the flavor. So you can't just give up after you try one type of Pinot Gris. I would agree. I right? would definitely say. I think say... that goes that way across the board with wine. Yes, and I would definitely It becomes agree. confusing, but really it's just because... You can grow corn in Iowa, and you can grow corn in Indiana. Might taste different. Exactly. There's different so, dirt, different yep. temperature, yep. different seasons. Yep. Like, not everybody gets the same seasons either, and there's different moistures in, in the, yeah. the soil. Yeah. I would say you would never get bored by wine. No. If you really are just trying to try different things in the wine realm, you'll never get bored. Yeah. You're not going to like everything. Like, that's crazy to think. Yeah. There's like, definitely going to be some horrible. And it doesn't, and your taste, it doesn't matter on how much the bottle costs either. Mm-hmm. There's some good $4 wines and there's some terrible $200 bottle wines. True. It just, it just depends on what you like and what your palate likes and what you're comfortable with. And if you want to spend, you know, $200, you spend $200. Me, on the other hand, I ain't spend $200 on a bottle of wine. And that's the hard part. You go into a store and the wine section is days long. You have no idea what you're looking at sometimes. I think that now you can go into more kind of wine bars and have tastings and see what you like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can walk in and there's lots of knowledgeable people that, can, you know, you can say, hey... I tend to drink this. Is there anything else I should try? And then kind of point you in different directions. Or you could be like me and you go through your grocery store and they have the little wine person giving out samples. And I'm like, yeah, let me try that. Yep. Because shockingly, there's a lot. They do sample out some pretty good wine. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to buy a bottle of that. And you know one more wine that you like and you got to taste before you buy. Yep. And that's the hard part. Yeah. That's the hard part. And you're also at, at, I know at H-E-B, the Mm -hmm. store of, the the only grocery store in San Antonio, 
I do give praise to their wine department and the people that work in it because you can go to them and they're very oh, knowledgeable. Yeah. I you agree. say, hey, I'm looking for something that goes with this meal. I typically like da 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 da. And they will give you a few choices and then you pick. And I have not been steered wrong. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that that is always going to happen. <laughs> I do like my wine, so maybe that's why I haven't been steered wrong. <laughs> right. But that's also another way to try and figure out things that you might like. Yeah. And I think everyone wants to take, like if you're going somewhere and you want to take a bottle of wine, but maybe you don't drink wine, you should utilize those people in the grocery store, in H-E-B, the wine stores, because they, they love. You could get them talking about wine. They'll talk to you all day long, but... They'll also help you pick out something that you can bring to a host, a yes. dinner, or even a gift. Of July. There's there's a difference between a wine that you probably want to take to the Fourth of July than one you want to take to Christmas dinner. That is that is very right? true. And like, how, even, do we, how do we know the difference? I think those professionals are there for a reason. Exactly. Or even gifts. I mean, gifts, I yep. for example, my my boss, he doesn't drink red wine, and gave me an. Awesome red wine. Remember, we had it here. I guess it was around Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, let's pop open this bottle. True. Yep. And yum. And so I had asked him how he heard about it, and he said, "Oh, I asked the lady. I was like, this is what she likes." And sure enough, like I said, they don't steer you wrong. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, definitely, that's a way to figure out what you like, and what you can even give to other people. So yeah, I would definitely agree. So Neely. Mm-hmm. Is there anything, what is, so we talked about my favorite wine. Mm-hmm. What do you say your favorite wine is? Are we going to go with whites? We can go with whites. We can go with reds. So I do like Pinot Grigio. I'm not trying to copy you, but I do. But I like sparkling wine. Mm-hmm. Not the natural stuff. Okay. I like Prosecco. In fact, I like Prosecco a little bit more than I like Champagne. So, I guess I'm not fancy. I don't know. I'll translate that. Reds, I like Pinot Noir. I usually like lighter reds. But I'll, I'll take a darker if, you know, you're if you're eating steak, if you're eating something that's more like fatty, a fatty meal, that's when you want that typical Cabernet, the things that people think about when they think of wine. So, but it's not my go-to. Gotcha. Pinot Noir, lighter reds, tend to like most. Yeah. Red-wise, you know my fave. Mm. It's that lovely, lovely Tempranillo. Of course. I mean, when in Texas, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. When in Texas. Gotta have my temp. Yep. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to our first episode of A Glass and Sass. And this is just a taste of what our future episodes will be like, and we look forward to bringing you all the sass and all of what's in our class.